Hello and welcome. I'm Don Van Winkle at DonVanWinkle.com, and in this forum, I visit with people I find interesting about what they do and why what they do is valuable and important. A library is accumulating, a cliff notes for CEOs, as one colleague called it. Thank you for joining us. And today I'm visiting with T. Taylor, the founder and CEO of the Creative Alliance, a Colorado-based strategic advertising, branding, and marketing firm. T is also the CEO of Team Promark, a product design and distribution firm that specializes in sports licensing products for development and marketing. T and I will be talking today on overcoming complexity with creativity. T, welcome. Thank you, John. Good to be here. Yeah. You know, T, I, I noticed in the, uh, the overview of Team Promark, uh, or pardon me, of the Creative Alliance, that you suggest that it is the agency for visionary companies. What do you mean by that? Well, Don, a visionary company is uh, a small, mid-sized company typically because big companies tend to get stale, stiff, risk-adverse, Mm -hmm. And like a battleship, they're really hard to move and make innovative changes. Smaller companies, they could be all different sizes, but typically your $1 million to $10 million company, there's something beautiful about that company where they have a lot of potential. They're not a startup. That entrepreneurial fire is still burning strong. They're, they're, they're led by visionary leaders. Okay. So companies themselves are hard to, you know, you can't be a company and creative or visionary, but a leader can be visionary. And so these companies are the ones that make up the vast majority of American businesses. Right. And they're the ones making it happen. They're the ones innovating. They have big visions. They take risks. They, as you see all the time in Vistage, these are the companies that are making things happen. So, and they're a major employer in the United States, sure. That's right. So yeah. this is where the innovation is happening. But we get really excited and charged by working with the leaders directly of these companies. These are people that have passion and purpose. And they have a real dream and a vision of where they're taking their company. We love those people. Got it. Just a, a question for you before we get into the complexity issue. I mean, are you an artist who's also a capitalist? Or are you a capitalist who happens to be an artist? Yes. Okay, got it. <laughs> yeah, uh, in fact, uh, I think having an art background has helped because I'm a technician, I'm an okay. artist, I'm a craftsman, right. and I love crafting stories, developing people's brands, their stories, their ideas, uh, what their vision is. I mean, really, you know, putting a face on that, crafting it like a sculptor. You know, like Michelangelo would say, you know, I'm there was an angel inside that stone, and I had to release it. There's a lot of creativity in what we do as an artist, so. That's the fun part. The business side is how do you make it work? How do you actually solve those problems right. with ideas and creativity? And the fact that not only do you have uh, the Creative Alliance, the, the advertising marketing branding firm, but Team Promark, which is the sports licensing firm, uh, I would assume that when you deal with CEOs, 
they pick up the vibe across the table that this guy is a business owner also. You're not just a marketing, branding ad guy. Exactly. And, you know, advertising executives, are, I think they're just one rung up from the, the, the traditional bad used car salesperson. I mean, we, we are not ranked really high in what people think of what we are and what we do. Um, but it's, it's a noble industry. Oh, I mean, yeah. there's some really exciting stuff happening, and we're a media-driven culture. Sure. I mean, you can't go 20 feet down the road with seeing some kind of an advertising or hearing it on the radio or whatever. Um, we're, we're consumed with media messages. So when I talk to CEOs, knowing that they might have this perception coming in, about what an agency person might be like. I do relate to them that I'm in their shoes, that I know what keeps them up at night, what kind of decisions that they have to make. What, what it's like to have your name on a guarantor on a banknote. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, you know, it's funny. It's easy to talk about being creative and innovative and taking risks, but when your money, when your house, when your everything that you've got is tied up into your business, it makes it a little tougher. So I respect these guys, and I know where they're coming from. So you, you, you can take the concept, uh, package it, help brand it, but it better be practical too, and, and, and it can be executed, and we obviously want to drive a return on that investment. That's right. And, and, and so that's what business is all about, is you know making a profit at the end of the day and being successful. That's the scorecard for a business. So when you can tie creativity with that, Oh, it just makes the journey so much more rich, so much more interesting. And you know, it actually increases the morale and, and, and the, the sort of the vivaciousness of a, of a company because people can sense it when some good stuff is happening and they like to be a part of something that's good. I, I concur fully. And well, with that, let's, let's move into this concept of overcoming complexity with creativity. Just the mere phrase makes one turn their head and say, that's curious. Well, exactly. And you know, how many times have we heard people start a paragraph or a letter with, in times as complex as they are today, or with technological changes happening so rapidly, dot, dot, dot. Our world is filled with change and technological advances. And I mean, just look around. We, we don't have to go through all the permutations of that, but from cell phones to internet to uh, just the, you know, that you could be speaking to somebody in China on Skype and then looking on their website and reading their blog that they did that morning on something that might impact you living in New Mexico. I mean, it just boggles the mind. And any given event out there, you can get a 360 degree perspective uh, from, from tweets oh. to uh, Facebook to LinkedIn to all of the press. Exactly. It's a complex world, you're right. And, and, and you know, in a distracted world. So it's, it's one where CEOs not only have to balance their books, make a profit, get a good product out there, build their brand, but now they're faced with their employees being distracted with, uh, you know, social media and 
events that are happening on the internet that are a part of their world, sure. as a part of their distraction. I mean, they need to be on the computer. So um, it, it's funny because uh, the, the IBM did a global survey, and it was a gentleman by the name of Tom Kelly from uh, this group, and they asked 1,500 CEOs worldwide what one issue kept them up at night. And the, they were totally surprised. No, you think capital, people, competition? Exactly. Uh, you know, all those things, and, and I'm sure they do. Sure. I mean, big issues like that. But the summary of the findings, they said that creativity was the single most important competency for organizations trying to navigate through complexity. Complexity being the one thing that keeps people up at night, these CEOs. Complexity. And I was shocked when I read this, right. the results of this. This is a recent survey. And I'm thinking, so CEOs are staying awake because of the complexity in their organizations. So how does creativity come into play as the one key competency that sort of bubbled up to the top with these CEOs. Why would they say something like that? Well, you know, you said within their organization, but it's not only within their organization, it's within their, the markets they serve, the supplier relationships, just the world that we operate in is, I mean, you wouldn't even recognize it. A CEO from even the early 90s would not recognize the world that we're in today. It's so much more complex. Is that your point? That's right. And um, so not only are they just managing certain things that they were used to managing growing up, being taught, learned, that they found successful, now they're dealing with the, the changes and the technological complexities that are happening. Let me just give you one instance of that. That's fascinating to me. We're in our world where we meet with people on strategic planning, branding, those kind of things. Uh, met with a bank recently and uh, meeting with the CEO, visionary leader of this company and a very visionary bank. You know them. I won't right. say them on, sure. on this program, but uh, gone from one bank to 13 banks in 10 years. So pretty successful, very visionary. Well, he said, T, we need some help. And I said, What's, what do you need? He goes, well, we're growing so fast that people are all over the place. We, we don't know who we are anymore. We, we're not even sure what our objectives are anymore. We talk about it a lot, we're in meetings a lot, but we don't have a clear, simple focus to our company. And so if we don't have it, what do our customers think? What do our stakeholders think? If we, if we don't even know, how would they know? And I said, well, that's a great point. And he said, so I know you guys do strategic planning. Could you do it for us? And I said, well, sure, of course. And he said, well, here's one thing I'd like to ask you. If you do strategic planning for us, and, and I'll, I'll do it, and, and, and you know, we'll, we'll come to some kind of agreement on that. But you have to promise me one thing. You don't deliver a 200-page, three-ring binder plan. And uh, so I'm in the car with him as we're driving back from lunch to his place, and he tells me this. And he was kind of laughing. Sure. And he says, you know, it's funny, but I'm, I mean it. 
and I said, I know exactly what you're saying. If you could get the plan done on one sheet of paper where every single person in your company could read it and understand it and get excited about it, that would be a, a victory for you, wouldn't it? And he said, you know what? You're right. Deal. If you can put it on one page, I'll hire you. And we were laughing and I just thought, you know, this has got to be going on all around the country. All over the world. Because there's, again, so many people are out there and they're, they're trying to set up things on, if you just do these things, you can, you know, get better at this. And if you, you know, execute these strategies and you, you can be there. And you add all that stuff up and there's so much information out there. There's so many things that you have to learn and stay up on. And then you're thinking, the leaders have gone out and they've done this, they've come back, they've given it to the workers, and we're going, we don't, we don't even know how to do this. We're not equipped. There's just, it's too complex. We don't know where to begin. And so it starts with simplicity and focus. And the creative process, if it's done well, is always about making something complex simple. So that's the, that's the trick. So in this particular case, it's taking what would be traditionally a, a big three-ring binder plan. You've seen them, right? Sure. And, and, the, and the control... Typically have dust on them in the back of the CEO's <laughs> credenza. Exactly. And, and that would be the measurement of a consultant knowing that they've done their job and how thick and how, how much that plan weighed that they knew that they were getting something. And the people paying for it would say there's value in that. Well, not anymore. Anymore, it's not about that. It's not about the girth of the plans. It's about the simplicity and the effectiveness of the plans. And creativity's role in, I, I'm thinking, is, is that the Einstein quote about uh, true sophistication is taking the complex and making it simple? That's exactly right. Okay. And, and it's been true then about creativity and it's true today. There was a, Charles Mingus said, creativity is more than just being different. Anybody can plan weird. That's easy. What's hard to be is as simple as Bach. Making the simple, awesomely simple, that's creativity. Charles Mingus. That's right. Okay. And, and so we, we take that approach with all these visionary leaders in these companies that we work with. And you know, when we were, when we were talking about your website right. and your brand, um, and you know, in the old days, and not only that even that long ago, 5, 10, 20 years ago, agencies were known as creating something about a company, as opposed to today, where it's all about finding the authenticity of that company, and then presenting that in a very simple, clear way, in its best light. Right. But instead of making something up and having the company aspire to that, this is all about finding the essence of that company and pulling it out and then building something on that. And that's where people are at today. And social media has done a lot to, uh, to shape that. In other words, if you're not real and if you're not presenting an authentic brand and story, you're going to be left in the dust and people can smell it these right. days. So it's, it's really all about finding the essence of who you are and presenting that, as opposed to trying to sell something. Which uh, tells me that the branding process is both uh, an internal 
for cultural definition as well as an external for market development and customer relations and the like. So you've got to have that authenticity, that cohesiveness all the way through or it falls tinny and flat. That's right. And anymore, there's more of a, uh, a two-way dialogue in marketing and branding where it used to be just the company presenting or selling to a target out there. Now it's both ways where you have, if you're going on a vacation, let's say, and we were talking about Florida earlier, and, and you're checking out a place in Florida, well, you might read a whole website on just what people say about the place. Sure. That would, that would mean everything about you picking a hotel or a, or a place to go have dinner that night based on what other people say. So other people's opinions are really important, and in the past, they weren't as important. So, um, and it adds to the complexity, where now you have an open business out there. Uh, anybody can comment on the business. I mean, if, if a big corporation makes a misstep and it gets out there, I mean, oh my gosh, you know, they're going to be hearing about it right away, and everyone else will too. You know, it's not like they can hide that. So being authentic is key. So get, take me back to we have complexity, mm -hmm. and the world is very complex. And I think I hear you, but let's take it again. How do we address complexity through creativity? I'm hearing you say just make it more simple. Exactly. And, and really identify what is unique. Help focus. Okay. So it's both focus and simplicity, but there's also techniques that you can use as a leader, okay. as a visionary leader. If, if, you're, if the goal of the visionary leader to be successful is the whole, bringing the whole up, right, everybody together, and, and wouldn't you agree that, that you know, a visionary leader is really getting everybody on the same page to commit to a single vision to, so everybody rises, correct? Correct. Well, you know, in, in today's world, work is so important and the work life is so important and what you do is so important and so people want to feel that their voice is heard that they can be creative that they can do something different and it's up for the for the leader to create a culture of creativity by giving people things mm. hearing them and listening to them and like before starting a project for example or a program and the leader comes in and dictates everything and tells everybody to get working it might be more of they, they show a video or they, they talk about things in a real open kind of uh, ideation or brainstorming thing where throw out your ideas or everybody go out and find some things really different. And it's the leader's ability to have that vulnerability where they can get all these ideas from their staff and to, you know, shepherd that process mm -hmm. is a key in today's business where you're giving people the ability to open up, take risks, and say things, come up with things, suggest things that, uh, you know, a lot, of the, a lot of companies don't have. They don't have that kind of openness. So it's up the, to the leader to give permission to do that. Let me give you an example of creativity. So, it, in an organization, 
you might have you know certain people that do certain things really well that's their job responsibility sometimes the best thing you could do as a leader is get mixing those people up and giving them a creative assignment that might not seemingly have anything to do with what they're actually working on it might be that they come up with a song or a poem or something like that but what happens is they start having fun and they open up so they take away the fears that they have and they start sharing and the more open people can be the more happy they're going to be and the more creative they're going to be so they the ideas will come from the least expected places typically so the key is as a leader is to unlock that with your people and give them permission to be creative and then you reward it and foster it I'm reminded as you were talking about a history professor that I had in college who really spawned in me a love for history but he you know like three tests throughout the semester and there was an extra credit question and it was tell me something that I don't already know or have access to we could, it could be on any subject and I remember spending time in the library looking at very esoteric you know issues and backgrounds and if he said interesting that means you got a huge extra credit mm -hmm. that was one of the I, I was just driven because he was tapping my creativity but he won also because he got all this new information from all right. these things. I thought that was brilliant on his part. That's right. And, yeah. you know, but people today, this society, the, the millennials, the, the, the Gen right. Y, 20-somethings, they're all on this. They, they want meaning and purpose in their lives. And they want to have a say. Sure. So, uh, you know, the old top-down, this is the way it's done, here's what you do, stay in your cubicles is a thing of the past and now when you combine that with authenticity in the brands and the complexity of the world you start seeing some things happening we want transparency we want openness we want creativity and why because creativity simplifies things and solves problems solving problems is what businesses are all about that's what that's what creativity is is really coming up with a unique way to solve challenges and problems and if you think about it it's always the creative ideas that solve them a different way of doing it uh, when we were kids we were just naturally creative in part because we were playing that's right so it was fun and that's that's a that's a kind of a fruit of creativity when you know people are having fun you ever been in an office and people are talking, they're laughing, they're doing stuff. Mm -hmm. My guess is that they're a creative, open company. All right? And because they foster that openness, that you can take risks in this company and be rewarded, not punished. As you got older as kids, you started getting more uh, you know, pressure that if you made a mistake by stepping out and doing something, right. it, you might get hurt. So adults grow up where they start padding themselves and insulating themselves from taking risks. Taking risks could be as simple as you driving differently to work every morning. It could be picking up the phone and calling somebody that you haven't talked to in 20 years. It could be going over to across the street and talking to your neighbor and saying, hey, 
how would you like to have dinner at our house this weekend? We haven't seen you in five years. That's creativity. It takes an element of risk. That's right. And you can't really care what other people think. You can't, you can't put yourself in a position where failure is uh, a problem for you. Right. Like for a CEO, if, if you were to go around, uh, you get up and, and, and get out of your chair and walk into the offices of every single person in your company and sit down and say, how are you doing today? Authentically. Authentically. And be genuine and be genuinely curious. And that great point, Don. The word curious is very important to the creative process. You have to let people be curious. In other words, curiosity is all about discovering. Right. And the more curious that you can be, the more creative you can be. So again, it's giving permission. And, and as a leader, again, we're talking about visionary companies, <coughs> visionary leaders. Right. So I see it comes from the top where you get the leaders are the ones that set the tenor like a conductor and they set the the standard for what kind of culture you have what kind of fun what kind of playfulness you have if you're if you're critical of people in a harsh way when they come up with ideas what do you think is going to happen um, not, if that, I'm that person, I'm probably not going to feel as free to come up with new ideas and present them because Ex I don't want to be... Uh, exactly. You're saying you don't value them. Correct. But if you get ideas from people and you really listen and you go, wow, thank you, and give them some credit for that, even if you don't use the ideas, you're going to shepherd more creativity, more openness, more authenticity, which again solves those problems. So you get it from the least likely people. In fact, the big mystery and, and sort of inside joke in agencies is everybody thinks that it's these incredibly creative people that you work with and they're going to come in and come up with all this stuff. And what really happens a lot of times is if they're really good creative people, they'll pull it out of you. As the CEO of the company. As the CEO or the leaders of the company. Yeah. For example, going back to your brand and your website, it was us pulling it out of you, unlocking what was already in you. You came up with most of it. And and you turned around and go, thought, wow, these guys are pretty creative. <laughs> All we did was package it. You know, we listened to you. We gave you permission to have fun and to reach a little higher. And we, we coached you into to being greater, sure. to have the, the best you presented, and uh, authentically you, and that's what came out. And you go, wow, I'm a pretty creative, authentic, purposeful guy. <laughs> and you are. Right. And so anyway, uh, that's, that's a sign of, of good fruit and creativity. So people sleep good at night when they know they have a team that's happy and that they know that they're out there thinking because they have permission to think for the company. And so people sleep good about that because they know if at nothing else, they've provided a culture where people can do their best work. So if I take what you've just said, it's like giving, putting a gun and a little kid with diapers on in their hands. In the wrong hands though, more specifically, I'm talking about two different firms I've worked with where they were headed by former CPAs as the CEOs. 
and he was very disciplined and, and both very smart, talented people, but did not feel comfortable leveraging the organization. And they came up with marketing concepts and ideas and the brand of their firms because they're smart people, didn't want to spend the money to get it done properly. And I always said that their marketing efforts looked like a wedding cake baked by mechanics. <laughs> how do you, how do you, and people who are smart, talented, and they understand, but they don't get the value of that next level of marketing expertise. How do you interface? And, well, you, you know, know, it's funny. Because uh, they think they're creative people. They really do. Sure. Uh, and they might be again. It's they unlocking. Yeah, they it's, were it's, it's really unlocking. I I believe that most okay. kids uh, are very creative. Okay. It's very difficult to teach creativity. It's it's easier and simpler to unlock it with people. Now there are people that are more creative than others, and a lot of it is your experiences in your life, and that all adds up to how you think and act, and and the confidence and freedom that you have in expressing yourself. All right, and if you're an artist and you've spent time learning how to do art or something like that, or music, and you've learned how to do that, you naturally get better. That's a technician or a craftsman. You get better, but creativity it could just be the way that you think. And I've known some extremely creative people that aren't considered artists, and a lot of them are CEOs. But schools don't typically value creativity. They value math and science and reading. And so our SATs and ACTs reflect that. Those are our scorecards. That's what we get by in this country. When I was an art teacher in, in elementary school in Philadelphia, uh, they gave me a closet. And that was my room for teaching art. And I had paper and pencils. And I went around to the different classes and taught art. That's how they value creativity. It's all turned upside down now. And creativity, as these CEOs say, is the one competency that they really need. This is what sets us apart as Americans. We're an independent, creative, innovative, free country. We should be leading the world in creativity. I think we do. I mean, you see it through the media and the arts and all that kind of stuff. But individually, with these visionary companies and these CEOs, it's really about fostering that culture by giving people permission, leading by really getting people to open up, valuing that, and rewarding it. So, I'm going to close with a question. It's, it's an observation that I have that most people want a creative voice of some type. Yeah. They're fulfilled. They're looking for it. It may be uh, doing uh, you know, visual art. It may be building, you know, making a, uh, what do you call it, blanket, a, a quilt. Yeah. Uh, it may be the way they keep their lawn. It may be their, their cooking. But a lot of people have shunt up that creative side. Yeah. And it's looking for voice. Right. I think, I think it's just a question of encouraging people, coaching them, uh, you know, helping them, giving them permission, giving them ideas on how to kickstart that. Mm -hmm. Like for example, Don, you know so many leaders mm -hmm. out there. I mean, you're a leader of leaders and you see some people that are just so bottled up like these people you're talking about, these CPAs or whatever, and they're just so tight and you're trying to show them better ways to get out of it. 
you can see the ones that are creative and the ones that aren't. The ones that aren't, you really have to get them to talk, to open up, and give them freedom and permission. And give them ideas, and then let them build on those. People need little victories. And, you know, you, you have to expect little risks. Don't take huge risks, take little risks. Uh, and these little risks start adding up, and you start getting some confidence. And that's, that's how you do that with your staff and with people, and that's how we do it with our clients. But we're amazed at the creativity unlocked that just needs to be, you know, realized by those people. And it is fun. Sure. Life is a lot richer when you're more creative. Well said. So let's summarize this concept of complexity mm -hmm. in a very complex world, and I'm a CEO. Just summarize again the value and the address of complexity with creativity as a summary close. It's one of those things that your people are dying for. They want to be heard. They want to have meaning in their lives, in their work. And it's your role to give them that freedom. So what I would say is, if you're struggling with this, like you just don't know where to begin because you don't think you're a creative person, get some creative people to help you. Or, or a consultant to come in that might be an agency person and say, I just need to really open up, break open the dam, break open these walls. It's too quiet, we're too stiff, we look like everybody else. How do we do something different? And, and you, you really want someone to help you take you through that. But it's gonna be things that are different that might be uncomfortable for you at first. Again, like doing things that you don't normally do. Your habits, how do you break those habits? You have to do them a little step at a time, take little risks. But after a while, if you stick with it, it's like working out you'll start showing muscles and you'll develop a real creative courage and that you can take that on with your company, with your clients, whatever, and you'll see a, a big impact. T, thank you. You're welcome. It was a wonderful conversation. My head is full of whole new ideas. Uh, this has been uh, T Taylor of the Creative Alliance and Team Promark. T, thanks again. You're it's welcome. Yes. It's always a pleasure, Don. Be well. If you would like to be added to our podcast notification, please send us an email at addpodcast at donvanwinkle.com and we will notify you of future visits with interesting people and why what they do is valuable. Thank you for joining us. Be well.